Yo-Yo Videos With the rise of Instagram, the art of creating a well-crafted yo-yo clip seems to have gone by the wayside. Fewer and fewer players are putting out 3-minute clips, instead opting for 15 seconds of fame on Instagram. In a world of instant gratification, do yo-yo videos have a place? We talked to yo-yo video legend David Ung about the impact that videos had on him as a young player, and about some of his own work. I'm Patrick Canny, and you're listening to The Scales Podcast. Hi, this is Mark McGarren from the Scales Collective, and we would like to say thank you to Caribou Lodge Yo-Yo Works for supporting the podcast. Hopefully, you may have heard that Anthony's new yo-yo, The Dune, recently released. Anthony Rojas is uh, one of my favorite 1A players of all time because he really aims to stretch what you can accomplish with the yo-yo, and he has fun at the same time. Um, I think that The Dune is the perfect companion to match his pretty unique trick set. So if you haven't heard of Rojas, which I doubt, uh, you should check him out in his new video using the Dune. And if you like the kind of tricks he does, maybe you should check out the Dune as well. Thanks. Hey kids, why would you buy a good yo-yo when you can buy a recess yo-yo? Come on, waste your money, get a vacation. It'll make you feel like you just landed at the fire Festival to see Ja Rule. Buy a Diplomat, Colin Beckford's signature yo-yo. It plays like hot garbage mixed with hot dog water. Get a Komodo, a Mod Charisma signature yo-yo. It's better than burning yourself or choking on rubber. Recess. We are the worst yo-yo company around. Hi, this is Patrick Kenny here with the Scales Podcast, and we just wanted to give a quick shout-out to our awesome sponsor, YoYoExpert.com, where you can make the simple amazing. Uh, Yo-Yo Expert is a great site to go buy yo-yos at, so go check them out and use the promo code SCALES, S-C-A-L-E-S, for free shipping on your next order. Check out yoyoexpert.com and make the simple amazing. On this episode of the Scales Podcast, we sat down with David Ung at Pacific Northwest Regionals to talk about yo-yo videos and their place in the current yo-yo meta. Back in the day, yo-yo videos were one of the most important ways for people to share tricks, but with the rise of Trick Circle on Instagram, fewer and fewer people are creating full yo-yo videos. We decided to talk to David because he's created some of the best yo-yo videos of all time. Videos like Your Futures With Us and Daydream. If you haven't seen David's work before, definitely check it out on the Yo-Yo Factory YouTube and listen to what he had to say here. Thanks for tuning into the Scales Podcast. And without further ado, we're going to kick off our interview with David Ung. All right, so here we are at the Scales Podcast at Pacific Northwest Regionals here with David Ung, and we're going to be talking to him a little bit about uh, filmmaking and yo-yo and sort of the direction that trick sharing is going and where trick sharing has come from, um, because he's one of the most prolific filmmakers in yo-yo and some of the most popular videos. So uh, I guess like a question that I would have just like right off the bat is like, what do you think about like the direction that like sharing tricks and yo-yoing is going? Like, what do you think of like the trick circle generation more or less and how, you know, it went from, you know, you shared you saw new tricks from people in videos to now you're seeing them on Instagram. Like every week people are putting out like so much content. Um, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, well first, thanks for having me. I'm a big fan. Uh, and I think, so Trick Circle is something, I don't know if we started it, but I find that uh, myself, Drew Tates and uh, Ray Goodafraid used quite a bit when Instagram first started uh, developing Instagram video and you had 15 second clips, right? How I had always used it, and I think similar to Drew and Ray, is that it was a vehicle to share like rough drafts of tricks, right? So not something you would uh, put in like a full clip video or put it in a freestyle because it wasn't quite polished yet, but you would film it kind of rough, 15 seconds, show a quick idea and share it with your friends. Uh, and I think it's sort of evolved now to the point where your only method of sharing tricks is through Instagram. I find that a consequence of this is, you know, people have really short attention spans in yo-yo. And admittedly, this is not a trend that is 
only in yo-yo right like sort of the way with social media in general and like there's social media everywhere everyone's kind of just overstimulated with information everyone just has sort of short attention spans i don't think most people can watch a youtube video longer than two minutes uh no one's really writing blog posts or reading blog posts anymore because all we care about is like an instagram caption or a facebook status right there's uh, not a ton of patience for really enjoying a whole experience and there's nothing inherently wrong with that. Um, I think media and how people uptake media just evolves over time. I, I will say I miss yo-yo videos because uh, you know I'm I'm a big fan of uh, yo-yo videos. For anyone who's ever like hung out with me at a yo-yo contest, I'll list off yo-yo videos for days. And I think it's really special because there's a lot of different ways you can share your personality. It through a yo-yo video so not just your trick types or you know how you edit the video uh, you change the colors change the music uh, and there's just a lot more to mess around with versus you know a 15 or I guess one minute Instagram clip now but who does one instant one minute trick circles that's a little ridiculous I don't think I answered your question completely but eh. I, I, f I feel like recently social media is definitely it's bridged the gap in with respect to confidentiality and um, I mean, like, people are just a lot more transparent about stuff. Mm. I feel like just the immediate satisfaction or vindication, I guess, mm. people get when people like their post or, like, comment, yeah, etc. Yeah. It's so immediate mm -hmm. and, like, so... It's just, like... The easiest. It's, like, the easiest form right. of yeah. feedback you can receive. Mm -hmm. And it takes little to no effort. Right. So, I mean, like, optimally, it's great. But it, mm -hmm. I, I do understand it doesn't really, like, provoke much of a holistic right. sort of experience that a lot of people strive to create when making right. your videos, I guess, with music and a yeah. cohesive setting with, like, planned out tricks, you know, naming tricks, yeah, etc. Yeah, yeah. I think that's actually really interesting because it's funny. I feel like your Instagram trick circle will get way more views than if you spent, you know, three weeks working on, like, a three- a three minute like full length clip video colored it edited it perfectly and put it on youtube right like i feel like you'd go on trick circle and you'd put like 15 second trick you get like 3,000 views and then you spend you know a month on this video you'll get like 200 views shout out to eric tranton <laughs> uh i think i think eric tranton is one of the the uh, few people that's like really doing yo-yo video like not not even properly but really like committing to uh, and not just doing like a quick trick dump or anything it's it's definitely interesting and so yeah so what's the point of making this really long clip video if instagram is not only easier uh it's instant validation and you're gonna get like more hits anyways but that being said there's something special about having a because it's sort of like a cohesive and curated package and it's, it's a special thing yeah i guess maybe like a follow-up to that um since we're interested in hearing about like your perspective on you know yo-yo videos in general because you you like like you said you go to contests and, like you love telling people about like your favorite yo-yo videos and things like that um what are some of your favorite yo-yo videos and like what what makes them special to you right yeah so uh for people who don't know me uh i have a reputation of going to very little yo-yo contests right so growing up uh, I started yo-yoing in 05, and I don't think I went to my first yo-yo contest until like 08 maybe or 07, and then I would go to maybe one a year if I was lucky, and I've been yo-yoing for you know, 11 years now. Uh, so yo-yo videos hold a, a very near and dear place uh, in my heart just because uh, it was my main way of seeing what was going on in the yo-yo community, right? I, I, I think yo-yo contests are very special because that experience of just going into a room and having like a hundred people yo-yoing and like being into the same weird like niche hobby you are is like super cool but uh, i didn't really have that so yo-yo videos i would i would watch like hours of yo-yo videos every day i would re-watch them uh and this was back in the day before you there was really youtube so i had them on my hard drive i burned them on dvds because i didn't want to like lose them if my hard drive crashed uh so some of my favorite yo-yo videos i think are the fidget so jason lee and spencer berry anything miguel has done so uh seth talked about manifest destiny which was really a, a classic uh the video he did for sid seed called kaibun uh when by default is when by default is 
maybe the like first video I watched where I was like, I want to be able to do that. You know, it was like a minute long, but it was like super like film noir. Like you had the dope MF Doom instrumental, and you had like the crazy tricks. Uh, Spencer Berry's stuff uh, was I was always a big fan. So you know, most sort of most impactful for me is Debt and Knowledge. Um, and I, I, I talked to Spencer a lot and M- Miggy when I was in high school about like filmmaking and, and that's how I really got into it. Any of the Save Death stuff, uh, so you know, Save Death's volume one, it's volume two, um, but even sort of their like smaller clip videos, so they're like trailers for Save Death volume one was really good, there was a great Phoenix track to it. Uh, There's a video they did of Joey Fleshman in Des Moines, uh, like at night on like this one bridge in Des Moines and actually on the base camp road trip we met up with Dave Poyser in Des Moines and he was like showing us around and we got to that bridge and I was like yo is this is this the bridge where you filmed that Joey Fleshman video and Dave was like yeah yeah I think probably there's only so many bridges in Des Moines so probably and I was like this is sick this is so <laughs> sick I was like fanboying out and he was wow. just like who's this like random like David <laughs> Ung kid getting really psyched about this bridge uh, but that was great. Um, That's awesome. a lot. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there was Save Death Life. Uh, was Sa- uh, Seth, Dave, uh, Adam Brewster. Ooh, a lot of the old JD stuff I watched a lot. Lion Flow or Lionel Flow is a classic where he pretended that he wasn't JD. That was super like dope. Shout out to Eric Tranton, uh, Claire Delune, or however you pronounce that. Uh, that came out last year. I think is super cool. Uh, anything from Chuck has always been really good so back in like 08 he did golden age when he you know was like 15 or something uh canvas can zone where he's like in a weird like closet portal thing and i will also say i watched a lot of old school clip videos of contests because i didn't have that contest experience so i would watch you know box throwers world 2005 clip video um Andrew Lin, who is, I believe, a Singaporean yo-yo player, uh, did huge, huge, like, it was like a 24-minute long World 2004 clip video that I would watch all the time. Uh, anything from Takeshi. Welcome to Naptown is one of the first yo-yo videos I ever saw. Oh, shout out Gabe Lozano, Sector Y videos. Yeah. Gabe was, he sort of quit yo-yoing before I started. So I started in like 05. And I think Gabe is very much an old school player and then took a break and then came back around 2010. Uh, and so he made that decade video uh, at Nationals that was like three parts long or something ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, so those are those are some. I'm sure I'll think of some others eventually, uh, but those are all all very near and dear to my heart. Do you think, do you think there's like a common theme between these? Like makes them great, or uh, is it different things for each video? Yeah, uh, probably different things. I mean, I just really appreciate when someone can share their view just like to a T, right? And so maybe there's not a common theme throughout all the videos, but. You know, they wanted to be like, I want to just really get the fun hanging out in hotel lobby feel of a yo-yo contest. And they like captured it perfectly. Uh, or they wanted to do like this sort of like, intense, but like solid trick dump yo-yo video. So like win by default or something. I also, I really enjoy like, I guess fun videos or like summer vibe videos. So, you know, I did your futures with us uh, and daydream, and I think those are the types of, of videos I I really uh, relate with. And so, like Golden Age from from Chuck is is one of those really like summer vibe videos. So I guess like going off that, sort of pivoting over to you now. Um, what's like your favorite project that you've worked on, and like why? What 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 makes that one special to you? Yeah. Um, so I would say the. Yeah, your video I'm probably most known for is Your Futures With Us. Um, and so that was maybe 2008. Uh, I was on the Yaya Factory Junior team. And HD cameras were just becoming a thing. Uh, so I like bought an HD camcorder. Uh, and this was around the time I was really into filmmaking because I was talking to, to Spencer Berry and Miguel Correa uh, and Seth Peterson a lot about you know filmmaking and, and Miggy and Spencer both went to film school, and that was like really what I had my uh, eyes set on. 
Uh, and yeah, so I just wanted to do something a little different for, for Yo-Yo. I feel like at the time, most of it was stand in your room and like throw down three minutes of like dope tricks. And I was like, well, okay. Uh, I've always viewed Yo-Yo as just the toy. And, and I love it when people take Yo-Yo seriously, right? Like, I think it's the coolest thing. Um, but I never had that sort of mentality. And every time I, try, every time I tried to get super into Yo-Yo like that, uh, I would burn out pretty, pretty fast. So I wanted to kind of keep it you know, warm uh, and carefree. And so Your Futures With Us is maybe what I'm most proud of. And I, and I think that's what really made a name for myself in, in the yo-yo community, uh, especially because yo-yo videos are still really big at that time, right? So we just talked about how Trick Circle's kind of taking over now. Uh, but in 2008, people were watching you know, freestyle videos and clip videos pretty, pretty religiously. Daydream is my most, oh, not my most recent, I did Tricked Up recently, but Daydream's sort of my most recent, like, real big clip video. Um, and that's special to me, mainly because it was a combination of everything I had learned over the years. Um, so probably the most technically uh, advanced, you know, yoga video I've, I've made. Uh, but also sort of like a goodbye letter to LA. So I, I grew up in Los Angeles. Uh, I went to, to college at UC San Diego. Uh, and when I graduated, I was... Uh, going to Seattle to the University of Washington for a chemistry grad program uh, and so I was moving away from Southern California uh, and so true to form like yo-yo was really big to me I love Southern California uh, LA is my home so I did like sort of the iconic LA scenario settings uh, and places for, for filming that video uh, so I, I watch it every now and then get super homesick it's fun and then probably incidental which is mm when I had the like shoulder length hair and super tight pants uh, but it was my it was actually inspired by the fidget so if you watch it I start and end every trick in a trapeze which is the same thing they do in the fidget and actually Yuki Spencer suggested I do that because uh, I was talking to him on uh, AOL Instant Messenger back when everyone used AOL, uh, AOL <laughs> Instant Messenger and I was like oh yeah I'm gonna film this this trick to trick video and he was like you should start and stop at a trapeze and I was like Oh yeah, that sounds great, um, but I think it just captured a really, a really good vibe, uh, and you know I had like the neon yo yo yo, and it just looked super cool. I was really proud of that one. You did you did a similar vibe in your recent uh, trick dump, did you not? So we start and stop on trick. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I've done like three of those types of videos now. So I did incidental sure. first. I did broke when I was in college, uh, mm. and then I did this. I think I don't even remember the title. I think it's Sunday morning. Uh, recently uh, and I think I've always sort of enjoyed the I don't even know what I really like about it it's just something neat about uh, purposely starting at a trapeze because I feel like that's the first like advanced yo-yo trick people learn right you like learn how to throw a sleeper you do rock the baby but the first trick that really opens up the world of yo-yo is like trapeze right because pretty much every yo-yo trick is a version of trapeze and so I think something about like doing the simplest technical yo-yo trick and starting and ending there is kind of neat. What sort of like initially inspired you to share yo-yoing through video? Was it was it oh. just like how how holistic you could, I, a word that you said I thought I really liked was you said that um, when you put out a yo-yo video it's like a curated mm -hmm. product. It's like mm -hmm. something that, you know you put like every, every you, you make every decision when you're making a yo-yo right. video. So what, what, what inspired you to like share yo-yoing through like a video format? Yeah, so it, it's funny actually. Um, as a kid, I had always wanted to be an artist. Uh, that was like my dream, my dream job. I wanted to be like a comic book, like a maker, essentially. Uh, but spoiler alert: I'm really awful at drawing and painting and any pretty much anything else artistic that requires me to like, you know, draw something. And so I was like super depressed about it for a while in, in high school because like English was my favorite subject. I hated my science classes. And so when I first started doing like just very small video work, just like, you know, show someone a yo-yo clip, it was sort of cool because it's like, oh, hey, I don't have to make anything. I don't have to draw or illustrate. Um, everything's already there. I just have to frame it and like kind of take things out of the frame rather than having to put things into it. Uh, and so that suddenly gave me a way to express myself artistically. And sort of the same thing with yo-yo. I had never been super good at anything artistic, and yo-yo was the first thing that I was actually good at. I was like really 
into and sort of committed to because I got bored super easily as a kid. I'd pick up a new hobby like every two weeks. Um, but yo-yo was the first one that stuck. Like, uh, I, I first, like the first label I ever like used for myself was I am a yo-yo player. Yeah, and so I think kind of being able to combine that love of yo-yo and that desire to do something artistic and having the most potential to do it through, through a lens is what kind of pushed me to start doing video. And, and this kind of goes all back to the whole like not going to contest things either, right? Because uh, I was really active on the boards and, you know, the, the, the yo chat. <laughs> and so talking to these people, like I want to be able to share something with them, even if I can't meet them in person yet. Uh, and so being able to, to film the other tricks was, was a good way to do that. Do you feel like your involvement in the Southern California community, like with the DXL battles and stuff, um, and Glass Eye, I guess, and mm -hmm. I, I know like you did a lot of events and sort mm -hmm. of meetups. Do you feel like you benefited from that in, with respect to your artistic vision or like kind of how tightly knit that community was when the mm -hmm. battle was going on? Right. Um, do you feel like that had any sort of influence on the image that you wanted to project to others um, about yo-yoing specifically? So actually, in general, I would say not particularly, because even though there was quite a lot of stuff happening in Southern California at the time, as far as like meets and stuff, uh, I didn't, I have never been to a DXL meet, actually, which is kind of crazy and ridiculous considering it was like an hour away uh, when I was living in, in LA. But that being said, uh, I think there's something cool about all of this because I'm sure there's people listening to this podcast who are also like not able to travel super far to, to yo-yo contests and stuff. Uh, and I think there's something special in the fact that you can still make what, you know, and I don't want to sound like I think too highly of myself or anything, but like you can still make like a pre pretty meaningful impact in the yo-yo community, uh, even if you don't have the funding or the uh, sort of the option of traveling and meeting everyone. Uh, and you can really still be able to express yourself creatively without having to, to compete, right? Yo-yo can be a purely sort of inventive uh I guess hobby or art form or whatever you want to call it without having to turn it into a I have to be better. It turns into a I just want to contribute. Um, and I think that's really mm -hmm. special. Yeah, it's it's crazy you have people like Charles and Jensen. I know Charles won mm -hmm. the Trick Innovator of the Year Award last year and he didn't even have to... He didn't leave his province. <laughs> yeah. He just, just made videos mm -hmm. in his general area mm -hmm. and just uploaded them. He didn't even have to like meet anyone physically. I don't think he went to a contest that year at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's crazy like how much he contributed by just like simply making the videos and mm -hmm. uploading them. I know also Polo, he's in Thailand, like mm -hmm. pretty much one of the only yo-yoers in Thailand. Um, I know he goes to AP, but it's like, other than that, it's just him yo-yoing in a mall with his friends. And it's like, crazy how much of an impact he's had on yeah. current yo-yo meta in trick circle and, yeah. and just you know like hooks right like mm -hmm. it's like no one no one tried doing like a 3.5 hook mm -hmm. until they saw polo do 4.5 yeah. and it's like these people can have such a big impact on the mm -hmm. community by just simply uploading videos and i think yeah. that's that's amazing to me i mm -hmm. i don't know i i'm trying to make videos a month this year like every one one video mm -hmm. a month and it's just like it's difficult for me creatively like mm -hmm. creatively like I just made a video of me playing Pokemon yeah. it's like I love that video <laughs> and, but it's like I kind of get what you mean by like wanting to have like this impact on people mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. how the videos impacted you right when you were starting right it, it all comes full circle and it's like some people feel like yoing eventually comes full circle mm -hmm. and things like yeah it's really interesting to see your perspective on it and how you started yo-yoing by watching all of these videos mm -hmm. and then you end up being the person creating videos for others to watch like i started yo-yoing watching your video of you yo-yoing in echo park i'm flattered thank and you. it's like it's just like it's it's crazy it's like how it's insane. like it's how you pressing the upload button affects a whole generation of yo-yo right. players I, I don't think i would be here interviewing you without like the respect I've developed from for you through videos. Thanks, man. And it's like, 
I don't know. It's just it's crazy how it comes like full circle, right? Like yeah, like, like, you're, you're, like you you're so inspired by other people, and that like that inspires you to like put out uh-huh. content. And right. Then those people come back to you and say like, hey, thanks so much for putting that stuff out. Like yeah, I think the cool. AA community is really special that way um, because everyone kind of brings something else to the table. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote Jacob Jensen who who had, was talking about some, I guess. I guess about talking about yo-yo tricks on you know the yo-yo BST Facebook or something, and basically someone was sort of complaining. They were like, "Yeah, I really hate it when someone just says they like this specific element of my trick, because like, hey, I worked really hard on that entire trick. Like, don't like try to dissect it." Uh, and I, and I think Jacob said something really cool. It's like, "Well, hey, you know, uh, let's say there was this house, and like this house was nothing special, but let's say this house had a dope staircase." Like, something about to that staircase was just, like, the coolest staircase you've ever seen. Uh, would you not like the house just because, as a whole, it wasn't that great? Or would you still be like, hey, no, that staircase was pretty, like, awesome. And this analogy is ridiculous now that I'm using it. But uh, really, the, the, the idea is that we all can contribute in different ways, right? So my, as myself, I'm a terrible, like, I'm technically, I'm an awful yo-yo player. There are people who have been yo-yoing for, like, a year that are just technically better than I am. Uh, but I've sort of made my yo-yo career on like having like one or two cool moves or two like one or two cool ideas in in, in a video uh, or in, in, a, in an actual trick. And and earlier I don't know where I'm going with this, but earlier Kieran mentioned uh, Chuck winning Trick Innovator of the Year, and he talked about Polo. And I think that's really funny because Chuck and Polo are like two completely, two completely different like yo-yoers, right? Yeah, right? But they're having like pretty equal impact. Where Chuck, they're they're both doing their own thing, right? But Chuck's very like interested in this sort of like flowy, artistic, and like conceptually dense um, form of yo-yoing, which I love. Uh, and Polo is very much, uh, I think he's also very good at that stuff. But I view him as just like, let me do the hardest trick I can think of and make it look easy, right? And they're like these two extremes and everyone loves them and they still have like really great impact uh and so that's like one of my favorite things about the community right because you can all have a pretty significant contribution to to the scene as a whole and i think that's super cool i definitely i feel like both influence equally um you have like pure tricks and then Mm -hmm. pure personality Mm -hmm. and it's like I made a video that got 12,000 views, mm-hmm. and it's just me in front of a camera yo-yoing. Oh, with yeah, that's good no one. editing whatsoever. It's yeah. just a song and just, like, tricks. Yeah. And that's great and all, but it's, like, I felt like I wanted to do more right. with respect to projecting myself as a person. Uh-huh. And so it's, like, yo-yo and players need to be more transparent. Yeah. And, like, m- making videos is a uh-huh. great outlet for that. Mm-hmm. And, um... I don't know, I just feel like more people should do it. Because I wholeheartedly agree. The the everlasting impact that they make on people, the creator may not recognize, mm-hmm. but people will subconsciously remember a video. Mm-hmm. Like, Joshi put a blue Chrysler van at the end of all of his videos. Yeah, yeah. And to this day... Everyone knows it. I know... Just I, it's like, like... You can picture that blue Chrysler van when you close yeah. And he's like, eyes. oh, this is just a joke. And I'm yeah. like, dude, like, I spent... My like the first like nine months of yo-yoing, just only watching your videos, mm-hmm. and then like me freaking out and questioning you like, like for why like an is hour. That man? Like yeah, I was like, this is where you filmed that video. Like yeah. exactly like yeah. the, I feel like I'm just like the same person as you. Yeah. Like just years later, like it's, it's funny how those videos have an impact in your life, uh, and I also think it's funny that like as someone who makes a video, or even like someone who makes a yo-yo trick. Uh, I feel like oftentimes uh, you never think what you make is going to have an impact and it ends up having a pretty substantial impact. And so with yo-yo videos, it's sort of like, oh, I threw together this like, you know, clip video with no editing of me yo-yoing with headphones on in my room and suddenly there's 12,000 views and like everyone keeps talking to me about it. But it's even something as small as a like, you came up with this like stupid little yo-yo trick and you show it to someone as a contest kind of jokingly and everyone's like, yo, that is the coolest trick of that contest. Like, show it to me again. Uh, tie- I-, I feel like the theme of this is sort of yo-yo videos, right? Tying this back to yo-yo videos is uh, trick circle's great and all, but there's no good way to archive it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. There's the hashtag, uh, 
but if I go to your Instagram feed, there's no real easy way for me to be like, oh, I remember Polo did a tutorial of this double slack trick and I wanted to learn it, so let me go on his YouTube to try to find it, or his uh, Instagram to try to find it. There's no good way for me to search for that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And in like a year, after there's 100,000 more trick circle clips, I'm never gonna find that video ever again, right? Yeah. But if I try to find uh, Kieran Zaya video, which I think was called Static, yeah. uh, I can go to Kieran Cooper's YouTube channel and find it really easily. Um, and it like sticks out in your head. I can remember the room. He was using a green yo-yo, uh, stuff like that, right? Um, and so that's another important thing about, I think, making real yo-yo videos is just that like YouTube's not going anywhere. <laughs> I don't think so. At least it'd be really scary if it did, to be honest. Uh, and so having archive and like yo-yo history is really important and that's one of the great things about sector y the glass lab you know ken's world on the string uh all of that you can really I, like, I don't think the history is necessarily important but i think it can be very impactful uh and right, right. and seeing where things come from and kind of using that in your own like exploration of yo-yo and yo-yo tricks and concepts is, is pretty pretty fun no yeah there's just so much out there <laughs> it's just like i keep going back to to like josh g but it's like he, he played a big role in like me developmentally like right spin knox crew right like he he uploaded all of these like super old freestyles japan nationals 2006 no, yeah, like, like <laughs> JN two thousand six, like Nationals ninety eight, like yeah. yeah, like all of these like amazing freestyles that I wouldn't have seen otherwise mm -hmm. without his contribution. Yeah, like it's all archived on his channel. Mm -hmm. I, I can literally go back and right. just be like, I want to watch like West Japan, like Mickey doing like, f like Frog in the Bag, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. billion times. It's just like yeah, and there's stuff like um, Anthony Rojas's original YouTube channel was Off String Guy. I yeah. thought he was Grant yes. Johnson for the longest time, but that's Anthony Rojas. Uh, and he uploaded BAC 2006 videos. So you have Paul Han, Yu Spencer, like, jumping off the stage uh, in this, like, tiny, like, 4x4 four four stage, yo-yo in uh, E40. Uh, and, yeah, stuff like that. I don't know if it's inherently, like, important, right? Like, I don't think it really, like, was a defining factor in my yo-yo life. But it affected me, and it definitely added to who I am now. And just, there's something, I don't know, I love yo-yo videos so much. <laughs> uh, that, like, the general, the general kind of point that I'm getting a lot from this, too, is that, like, you know, yo-yo videos have this, like, vibe about them that, like, you'll never get in the trick circle. Mm -hmm. It's, like, it's, like, meaningful. Like, a, making a yo-yo video is, like, something meaningful. Right. And, like, sometimes, like, a trick circle, like, I, I mean, you could make, like, a great trick circle that, like, everyone, like, remembers and everything like that, but yo-yo video, you'll, like, have it forever, and, like, it'll yeah, get people of, like, the next generation, and, like, you know, who knows, like, some kid, some kid out there, like, might be watching, like, your futures with us, like, <laughs> just this past week or something like, like that. Ten that's years a, yeah, down the line. that's, like, Oh, it's like, like, <laughs> like, look at this guy having fun with yo-yo. Exactly, and and it's I mean, like, I mean, you know, pe people watch like Daydream too, and just be like, oh, like, I, I feel like I've seen this guy before, and like from there they'll like find like more out about you and like about like other yo-yoers and like learn more about like where yo-yos come from because like you have to know where you've come from to know like where you're going. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. How do you how do you feel about competition culture and like the monetization of yo-yoing through competition and how That's a, a lot of like a lot of yo-yoing is now revolving around competitive results and videos of competition. Yeah. Like you know, like the only videos that are being watched now are world's right. freestyles. Right. And it's like, what do you feel about that? Because I feel like a lot of a lot of companies rely only on results now. Mm -hmm. And like competition videos are the most important videos right. to be uploaded on the web. Like no one What do you, what do you feel about? How do you feel about that? Um well, I think it's kind of funny, uh, because this is a... I feel like that we have this... A variation of this conversation at some point every year since I started yo-yoing. And, you know, the National Innovator of the Year Award is sort of like the manifestation. Or like, it's sort of like one of the big topics related to this conversation. Uh, because 
you know, if you're really into competitive competing, you have you know all of these yo-yo contests to like really make your mark, right? And you have something that's sort of like tangible, and you can say like, hey, the work I put in, like I got something from it. Uh, and the National Innovator of the Year Award is like maybe the only award I can think of that's sort of an equivalent for someone who's not competitive but just really enjoys creating and inventing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, I think that the, the focus of winning the Innovator of the Year Award and even you know trying to win a game contest, I think it's sort of like I always think it's kind of excessive, um, and I've always viewed yo-yo as a toy first and foremost, and you can make it more, you can make it meaningful, and that's great, uh, but it always feels weird when people get, like, mad about yo-yo, right? It's like, hey, I'm in, you know, Japan playing with a toy, I can't be that mad about, like, not winning a contest, right? Like, this is that, that, this is, like, the coolest experience in the world, all because I play with this silly little toy, um, so this is great. But actually, and I don't think this really answers your question, but something that's really interesting is I don't think that all yo-yo companies are super into the competition-only sort of content. Um, Because when I made Daydream, uh, it was in the summer, and I was in Australia at the time. So I think this was 2014, like August 2014. Uh, And so Worlds was just in Prague. Right, so Gentry had just won. There was all those like worlds, clip, uh, worlds freestyles coming out, and those are like the really big things. And I, I had finished editing the video, and I was in Australia, and I emailed Ben, uh, Ben McPhee. I'm sponsored by Yo Factory, uh, so I emailed Ben McPhee, and I was like, "Hey, I just finished this video. Like, I'm pretty proud of it, uh, but I realized it's kind of a weird time to try to push the content or push the video out right now because all these freestyle videos, right?" Uh, and so Ben was, you know, he emailed me right away. He was like, yeah, you know, I think you should wait a couple of weeks and then we'll, we'll upload it, uh, you know, then. And so we won't get kind of like barraged by all of this freestyle content. Uh, and then like 30 minutes later, he sends me another email. He's like, hey, I watched the video and like that was amazing. And I, I watched it with uh, some of the guys, you know, in the office and we have like big stupid grins on our faces and I think this is a great time to push the video because it's a really nice break from the kind of competition scene uh, and I think it'll be a really special time to push it out. Um, and I think that was super cool and I really appreciated that he gave me the opportunity to do that and like to post it on the AA Factory channel. But yeah, so overall I, I agree that focus on competition is I don't want to say ridiculous. I, I really respect people who love yo-yo enough to put in the hours. But I, I do think there's this whole other potentially healthier aspect of yo-yoing where just contributing to the greater good is a pretty good feeling too. And honestly, <laughs> I think I would be lying if I said that I just made yo-yo videos for myself, right? Or like just because I wanted to. Uh, I think that I've won one yo-yo contest in my life and admittedly that felt pretty good. <laughs> but making a video and just sort of creating content for people just singularly to enjoy and having them come up to you and be like, hey, like, I really enjoyed that. I learned something cool from that. Uh, it put a smile on my face. Uh, that's equally meaningful, feels just as good, if not better. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, it. I think it's a player-to-player basis. Mm-hmm. Like, it definitely depends on priorities. Yeah, there's all, um, all types of us in the world. Yeah, yeah I, I, I definitely feel like, I, I know it's probably harsh to generalize um, that all companies care about only creating like a beer base oh, that, right, that right, promotes but, products, but so I, I just feel like I'm seeing a lot of videos, but they're primarily product videos right. um, of players that are doing competition tricks. Mm, and I see so, what you're saying. So it's, it's like while they're creating content, I feel like it isn't as genuine, mm-hmm. which is which is like a reason it's like it's tr- their tricks but they're lacking like a personality or some sort of creative lens for people to relate to mm-hmm. which is like a, i mean it's fine mm-hmm. but like it isn't doing the same thing that right. actual yo-yo videos do uh-huh. like your video probably made me want to buy a skyline but it also really it like had an everlasting impact right. on me so it's like i don't know I loved all of the COIW videos from right. like 2014, you know, Charles and Jensen, mm-hmm. you know, the bonfire mm-hmm. one. 
It's like it's literally hilarious, mm-hmm. but it's also like amazing. Right. I just feel like a lot of companies should start venturing into that realm. Right. And not away from it. Okay. I can agree with that. And what? And I mean, like, I don't know what your thoughts on it are. It's too inflated currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think people sort of end up voting with their views, uh, like or like view counts, right? Uh, so I I totally agree with you that I personally prefer videos that have more personality and character in them uh, than just sort of like promotional content uh, or just like someone doing competition tricks. Uh, but at the same time, I think if people just make videos, they'll learn what is good and what is not good based off of like what kind of view counts they get, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if someone if if it's a video that people can really resonate with, you will be rewarded through view counts and people sharing it. Uh, and if it's you know something that's not as effective, then they just won't get the hits. Uh, but kind of just talking about how there are these videos where people just do competition tricks. Uh, I do definitely think that is a consequence of Trick Circle just because the internet made it very easy to share you tricks and now I think Trick Circle has made it even more so, right? People Um, people run out of content easily Yeah, and they're left with nothing really to present in formal videos. I feel that's a kind of a problem I've been having, Uh which is, I don't know. I guess it... Yeah, I think that's one version, and the other version is sort of like... Everyone has a very... There's like a very generic yo-yo style right now, uh, where it's like technically very, very good. It's like super uh, impressive, but it's not original, right? Uh, And so it's funny, because I think when... There wasn't Trick Circle, and it wasn't as easy to, like, see, like, oh, what is, you know, so-and-so, like, new trick, and what, their new, what does their new Trick Circle look like? Um, it made you wait, like, three, four, five months, a year, before you could see, like, what are Whip's new tricks look like? What do they look like? And so you spent a year not knowing what Whip's tricks look like, so you weren't, like, learning his stuff or trying to replicate it. So you're just doing your own thing, and you're actually developing your own style. But now, when it's, like oh, I'm seeing, like, 500 trick circles every day, I can just, like, try to learn all these things, and suddenly my style isn't a personal style, it's a manifestation of, like, a hundred other people's. That's, that's um, a brilliant insight. And I, I, I also think that um, I find trick history very interesting, um, and so now with trick circle, it's kind of impossible to tell, like, who did it first. And not that it's important, like, sort of... In, not like it's not it's not significant in the long run, but I think one giving credit where it's due is sort of important, um, but also just I, I think I think Tyler talked about this once. Tyler Severance talked about this once in like a news channel interview he had, uh, where he was just like, yeah, you know. Uh, you could do someone else's yo-yo tricks, but that's sort of like singing a cover song, right? Like, it's pretty dope, but the original one is always going to be, like, the coolest, right? And that's because it's literally brand new. Uh, and and I, I have that same view for yo-yo tricks, and I think Trick Circle sort of made it hard to find uh, sort of trick origins, but also individual personalities is uh, sort, of, sort of having a issue coming back Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. definitely I feel like okay so off the record I feel like you raised a crazy point there so it's like I I have a really big problem with people taking my tricks but it's Mm. just like I post a lot right so I'm theoretically it's just me that I should blame but it's like I never quite realized why Mm -hmm. I'm like I I post a lot but it's it's not like that's the reason why people take myself it's just like I don't. That was a, that was a great point. That, that, like oh nine, like people would like wait months for like, a new new yo-yo video to come out, and you were doing your own thing while you're waiting for someone to yeah. come out. And, like suddenly yeah. you got this new like wave of inspiration, yeah. and like someone releases a new video, and I think that that's like, you know, that speaks to right. the impact like a great yo-yo mm-hmm. video has on the community and has yeah. on players, and like that's like what making a great yo-yo video is. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to say it like this, but I am anyways. Trick Circle is kind of like this weird virus, right? Where uh, you like put it out there, it infects one person, 
and then all of a sudden it affects the entire world, right? Yep. And you're just yep. like, man, I thought like I posted that one clip. I didn't think everyone was gonna start doing it. It's like it's Trick Circle is like so cool and like so awful at the same time. There, there is something very special about just being like, hey, I came up with this really, really cool concept and I want to share it immediately. Like I said earlier, if everyone's sharing cool concepts immediately, no one has time to focus on their own personal style because they're too busy trying to learn everyone else's stuff. It's, it's, it's definitely, I feel like a blessing and a curse. It's a double-edged sword. We're approaching the singularity with respect to trick construction. Mm -hmm but more people are being constantly motivated by each other mm -hmm. to better themselves, mm -hmm. but in sort of a manner that isn't inherently, like, original or right. personal. Yeah, and, I, yeah I, I, I find that it kind of turns into, like, one-upping, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. yo, this guy did a 2.0 hook, I'm going to do a 2.5 Exactly. Hook. What? No, he I did totally. a 2.5 hook, I'm going to do a 3.0 hook. And then, you know, it turns into Polo, who does, like, a four point a million or whatever he does and everyone's like okay I give up fine well I don't want to like I don't want to name names but it's like you have Polo and Kevin Nicholas and they're both like challenging each other with mm -hmm. these insane tricks and they're mm -hmm. like they're like let me see what you can do like, like right. they're, they're so obviously very crazy. aggressive against each other they're like right. Kevin's like I'm I'm crazy at this shit but it's like mm -hmm. I have this kid that's like it's it's great because like they are like challenging each other. They're pushing each other to create like new tricks and like Trick Circle does that to a certain mm -hmm. extent. Um, but at the same time, like you said, like it becomes like a one-upping kind of thing. Yeah, it's, like, it's people, are, people are just trying to do like, oh, I can do one more rep than you. And, right. Like, yeah, exactly. There's something to be said for that. But at the same time, it's like it's it, like what what is that really? Yeah. It's like you're just taking something. In. Yeah. So like consistency is cool, and like just pure technicality is also cool. Uh, and one-upping is not inherently bad. Um, you know, there was the age of Yo-Yo Nation trick battles, and I think that mm -hmm. was a really special time. Uh, so I think primarily 5A battles. Uh, and so, for example, you had the, the era of Jake Bullock and John Robb 5A battles. And it's not... They were doing two very completely different styles of 5A, mm -hmm. but they were still trying to one-up each other in the sense of like, hey, my style is cooler than yours, or um, I sort of made tricks that complement my style to an extent that you can. And not even in a I'm better than you way, but just sort of a let's push, let's push, let's push them. Yeah. No, like I think Tyler and John Rob used to get together and film a lot of stuff, but I remember one of the videos, it was like a John Rob trick, and, it, and the caption was for Sterling. Yeah, and yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. they were like, Five A goat. You know, like corresponding yeah. with this like, this like 5A prodigy on, yeah. on a different coast and it's like yeah. that's like amazing mm -hmm. but that's like a very closed circuit thing mm -hmm. like not many people do 5A mm -hmm. there are like three people that were mainly involved right. and it's like with Trick Circle you have everyone doing 1A mm -hmm. there are 15,000 currently like I, something much silly like, uh, like in the thousands of posts on Trick Circle mm -hmm. there's an overwhelming amount of public access data that, mm -hmm. like, people can access at any time. Well, and, and I mean, it's, it, it shouldn't be stopped, right. obviously. Can't but be. It's, it's, it's turned into its own force of nature. That's, <laughs> that's scary in itself. And it's a big data scary as well. Yeah. And it's just, there's, there's so many implications of, like, what people yeah. post and how the, the, yeah. the effect they have on people. And Someone's going to build a robot with all of the trick circles just, like, installed, and it's going to be the greatest yo-yo machine <laughs> known oh to mankind. It's going to, like, win worlds, Wins and we're going to, like, cry and cower. It's going to yo-yo faster than Xi'an. We're like, yeah, no. yeah. Oh. Go, we got beat. Go got beat this Yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah, just Alpha yo. Skynet. Oh, like, game over. Something crazy yeah, there. Jeez. Uh, but, yeah. And so I actually, I don't think this is inherent to just yo-yo or anything. So I don't, I don't skateboard, but I, I always wish I was cool enough, but I'm just afraid of getting hurt because I'm a weenie. Uh, but I follow uh, a few, I follow like uh, the barracks or whatever on Instagram. Uh, and I watch the occasional skateboard video because I was really into filmmaking uh, back in the day. Um, and I find that while skateboarding culture is still very good at, creating these very like elaborate skateboard videos that are very beautifully done uh and are very like 
I guess, charged with personality and character. Uh, I find that there's just so much clips being put on Instagram as well, like a 15 second like line, a one minute line, quick thing on, on Instagram. Uh, so seemingly it's not just a yo-yo thing, right? I think it's it's a pretty like universal trend in social media as a whole. Uh, it's like um, the like 30 second tasty uh, Facebook videos you see, like, let me show you how to cook like mozzarella sticks. Uh, when before, right. you know, five years ago, you'd probably just, like YouTube, uh, YouTube search like recipes for mozzarella sticks, and it'd be like a ten minute video, and you'd watch the entire thing. Yeah, it's like you can consume the same amount of information in a fraction of the mm-hmm. time, and it's like super easy, easy to share. Like, mm-hmm. and it's, and I don't know, it's it's so interesting. It's like it's the same shit. Yeah, it's like with with like I don't know BuzzFeed recipes. It's like here's this insane grilled cheese so it's like with, with like buzzfeed recipes like here's like this grilled cheese sandwich mm-hmm. and it's like it'll tell you exactly what to put in it and it's but it's like there's like a video of them making it etc but it's like here's the assembly mm-hmm. there's no creative sort of like Correct. expression that's being projected into the food so it's like there's this kind of like do-it-yourself buzzfeed stuff and then venturing outside of that realm i guess similar to trick circle mm-hmm. you have the gourmet food and like the actually like like the cohesive products that people create mm-hmm. because they just love the concept of food mm-hmm. and i think it's it's very much similar to to yo-yoing it's like fast food i think mean, gourmet chefs hate <laughs> oh, fast yeah, food yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's fair. like people who create videos probably don't like trick circle mm-hmm. and it's for the same inherent reason mm-hmm. Which yeah, it, just bring, it just brings up a point. I'm glad you brought that up. There's so many parallels. Like, it's yeah. like there's so many layers to it. It's great. It's, it's just like the direction that society's going. It's like you can condense things down. Right. And like, yeah. Back to like the very first point that you made was that like nowadays people with like short attention spans. Mm-hmm. It's like that's all they can digest. And right. It's, like, it's all about like this like fast paced society, yeah. and you know, there's uh, less less art there. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's like while I feel. My my comment on like monetization, it's like companies are trying to create these very like it's like small package mm-hmm. things where it's like here we're gonna repost this fifteen second trick right, of yours, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like people know exactly what yo you're using, mm-hmm. who like who the player is, like etc. And it's like the the easiest form of marketing yeah. available, and it's like you don't have to edit a video, you right. just have to put some song over it yeah. and share it. And it goes viral, and it's yeah. like maybe it's a curse, but I, I I don't know I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's inherently good or bad. Right. Um. Right. Uh, if that's just what yo yo kids are into, that's what yo kids are into, right? And maybe maybe I should just start like, listening and do that stuff. But at the same time, I think I think these things sort of come like cyclically, right? Mm-hmm. You know, right now we're in this weird period of trick circle and. I feel like in a few years maybe people will like get burnt out on it and start making um, yeah video content again. Fingers crossed. We'll see. You know, there's a number of us working on it. Shout out Kieran Cooper, Eric Tranton. Oh, I I think <laughs> something you brought up about like reposting an Instagram clip and like knowing exactly what yo that person is using. Uh, I just remember watching yo videos when I first started and like no one knew what yo-yo it was, right? You'd yo-yo, always be like, yo, what yo-yo is that? Like, what color is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you mod it? Like, yeah. two red spacers or the gray spacers? How did you max out the gap? I don't know. Uh, and there, there's something special about just, like, having to figure out the nitty-gritty details for yourself. It's like, oh, he used 0.25 Duncan friction stickers. Yeah, right, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you, if you cut it more than... Like forty five degrees of the Duncan Fiction sticker, you're not gonna get the proper buying yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, it's like I just love the process that people put it's into fun. it. Uh, yeah, it's great. I, like one of my favorite things. So my first metal yo yo was a yo yo factory four hundred one k, and so I don't know if you either of you had purchased one new, but in the box there was this little pamphlet. Uh, and at the time, the yo yo factory contest team was Yuki Spencer, Augie Fash, Paul Hahn. Uh, and so the neat thing about the Yo-Yo Factory 401k was that you had adjustable response, right? So they had these dials on the side of the Yo-Yo, and you could raise the height of these shuttles to basically increase or decrease the friction uh, of, of the, the response system. 
and the coolest like detail I thought was in the pamphlet they had the three Yayo players a, a small bio and then they had their preferred shuttle set up so like Yuki Spencer was like I set my response to three with a diff pad and the other what the other pad is like just the starburst you know this hi hybrid response uh, or you know Augie Fash would be like yeah I set mine at you know eight with two thin diff pads and then Paul Hahn would be like yeah I use one thick diff pad and like a bass pad right at like this number uh, and something about like it's not you don't even learn anything about their personality or their character but just like learning that sort of like inconsequential detail about these people you look up to and having to kind of like work for it right so you had to buy the yo-yo new you had to like read the pamphlet again it had to find this like super like small fine print uh like that was a super dope experience yeah so i don't know i just it just like i i really like how that was a thing i actually didn't know mm -hmm. at all but like it's like, so like concepts like siliconing your own yo-yo mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. i know there was a couple there were a couple comments on sterling i, I stalked a lot of sterling videos oh i love sterling but it's like Shout out Sterling Quinn. He probably won't listen to this. But, um, Maybe. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he was like, there's a comment, and he was like, are all of your Hitman mod? And he was like, duh. Like, I, I only use yo-yos with silicone. Like, I, 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 I only put, like, like red gasket in my yo-yos. Uh -huh. like, and he's like, I'm, like, very specific about it. And it was like, well, I never thought of that. Like, maybe I'll do that. Uh -huh. And it's, like, pushed me to, to create something. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh that required some sort of like ambiguity like yeah, I didn't know exactly how to do it or anything but it like it made it fun it was an adventure yeah. and it's like I, I don't know I feel like people are like companies are making their own pads and their yeah. own string mm -hmm. and pretty much like in in their players bios it's like the players are like oh I use the, the bearing that mm -hmm. the company makes mm -hmm. and the string and mm -hmm. the yeah. pads right and it's like it's not specific and while the notion is there it's mm -hmm. like your favorite setup right it's all streamlined into one brand right and it I don't know maybe like there, I, feel, I feel like there isn't much crossover mm -hmm. and a lot of companies move away from this like sort of like customizational like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. DIY format and more uh -huh. into like a proprietary thing like how can we control exactly what people use right. by changing the size of what we do like like I don't know like we only do D bearings for example like right. they if someone wants to change their bearing they have to buy it from us right and I don't know it's just I think that kind of went off on a tangent and I'm I feel like I can go on and on yeah. about capitalism yeah yo-yo used to be a lot more punk rock right uh, <laughs> like and it, that sounds so lame actually but it's like kind of true no totally uh right like people used to make their own yo-yo cases cut out the foam themselves like oh, spray man. like paint them collection uh, videos, yeah you'd buy the foam from infinite illusions get the star cut foam so you yeah. could put any size yo-yo in it uh or you'd you know buy your own foam and get a like tomato paste can and cut out the foam too uh yeah and i think it's like I think it's funny that we sort of like, oh man, I miss the good old days. Right? It's like it's like people being like, oh, I wish I wish we were all still just using renegades. It's like no, we don't. Like we really don't. Like that, yo-yos are way better now, and the fact that I can get like perfect response stickers is also way better, and I can buy like great bearings also way better. Um, but there there is something to be said about. There's something oh, I, don't, I hate using. I hate saying it like that. There's something like romantic about like deciding how exactly you want to set up anything, right? So uh, I'm really into bikes. So like being able to choose whatever component on your bike you want, I think is super cool. Uh, you know, choosing what pads you want on your yo-yo, what string you want to use, what kind of bearing. If you want, you know, ten ball ceramic. I guess so no one uses ceramic bearings anymore. Uh, or like you know concave or pixel bearings or whatever you know, center, center tracks uh there's something really um special about that and it makes I ma it makes the hobby feel a lot like more like yours like yeah videos yeah. <laughs> like making a yeah video you feel like it's your own yeah awesome no it's yeah. great <laughs> I, I love I, yeah just like the, the notion of creating something that's inherently you mm -hmm. um it's I feel like everyone can relate to it to some degree. Everyone mm -hmm. thinks about something differently, regardless of if they, 
Like, everyone does tricks differently, even if they're the same. And I mean, like, which is, like, it goes to show, like, everyone has their own perspective on yo yoing. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. some people don't throw breakaways. There's nothing wrong with it. But it's there, like, there might be something. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, okay, like, whatever. That's like, that's like a theme. Like, everyone, the theme of, like, all these interviews that we've been doing, it's like, you know, it's great to, like, hear different people's perspectives because, you know, everyone does have a different perspective mm-hmm. on yo yoing. Like, well, like, different aspects of yo yoing, like, bring to the table and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, yeah, do, yeah, do you have any more questions? No, that's it. Yeah, I think so. Maybe this is a good time to like final words. Close, or yeah, whatever, closing right? thoughts from David. Um, yeah, so I think I, I do agree that every yo-yo player has their own perspective and their own unique contribution to the scene. But I think oh, something a lot of yo-yo players have in common, like myself included, is that we're sort of like in inherently kind of like awkward, shy, introverted people. Um, and I know something I really struggled with for a while is um, being comfortable, like sharing my thoughts, my tricks, you know, my videos, uh, without having to like preface it, right? Being like, oh yeah, here's this clip video, but I, I like threw it together really quick. I didn't have a lot of time to film it. You know, I didn't have a lot of time to edit it, so it's kind of bad, right? Because you're kind of like scared of what people think and like how they're gonna react to it. And so seemingly, like what we've all talked about is. You know, maybe try to learn less of other people's tricks because you think that they're better or that, you know, they're more impressive or people will like them more and just do your own thing and explore it. Right? Like how, how they think about you doing immediately preludes your own yeah, exactly. ability to discern tricks. And it's yeah, you, you have um, just as much merit and sort of interesting ideas as anyone else. Uh, and I think it's very easy to be kind of like shy about voicing your own opinion but you know if you think i'm wrong about yo-yo videos be like hey david you're wrong i'd probably be like yeah you're probably right thanks for letting me know uh but you know like do your own thing and it's uh yo-yos are about having fun and not about like being cool or anything it's just about expressing yourself or playing with a toy uh and so just don't be afraid of doing your own thing all right, we wanted to thank David again for his incredible insights on yo-yo videos. And if you liked what you heard, subscribe to us here on SoundCloud, The Scales Podcast. Thanks for listening. This is Patrick Haney signing off.